Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by Voice Pods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law. People v. Michael Thomas. Stein, J. The issue on this appeal is whether a resentence on a prior conviction, imposed after the original sentence is vacated as illegal, resets the date of sentencing for purposes of determining a defendant's predicate felony status. We hold that the date on which sentence was first imposed upon a prior conviction, not the date of any subsequent resentencings on that same conviction, is the relevant date for purposes of determining when sentence upon such prior conviction was imposed. Penal Law Section 70.061b2-1. In 1989, defendant was convicted, upon his guilty plea, of attempted robbery in the second degree and, based upon two 1988 youthful offender adjudications, was erroneously sentenced as a second felony offender to two and a half to five years in prison see Corporal 720.35-1, People v. Quay. Later that year, defendant was convicted in another county, also upon a plea of guilty, of attempted robbery in the first degree, and was, again, erroneously sentenced as a second felony offender, because of the same youthful offender adjudications, to three and a half to seven years in prison. In 1993, a jury convicted defendant of robbery in the third degree, for which he was sentenced as a second felony offender to three and a half to seven years in prison based upon, as relevant here, his two prior 1989 convictions. In 2008 and 2011, respectively, long after he served all of the aforementioned sentences, defendant moved to set aside his sentences on each of the 1989 convictions, arguing that his status as a second felony offender in both cases was improperly premised on the use of his 1988 youthful offender adjudications, which cannot be used as convictions for enhanced sentencing purposes. The motions to vacate the original sentences imposed on the 1989 convictions were granted, and the courts resentenced defendant accordingly. In both instances, the court reimposed the original indeterminate maximum prison sentences, and modified the minimum sentences by reducing them from one-half to one-third of the statutory maximums see Penal Law Section 70.06-4-B. Defendant then moved to set aside the sentence on his 1993 conviction, and requested that he be resentenced on that conviction as a first-time offender, arguing that his 1989 convictions were no longer predicate felonies within the meaning of Penal Law Section 70.06-1-B-2, governing second felony offender status, because he was resentenced on both after the commission of the offense underlying the 1993 conviction. Supreme Court initially denied defendant's motion, concluding that the original date of sentencing controlled for predicate felony purposes. However, on defendant's second motion to set aside the sentence on his 1993 conviction, following the decision of the appellate division in People v. Esquild, L.V. denied, Supreme Court agreed that Esquild required defendant to be resentenced as a first-time offender. The People appealed, and the appellate division affirmed. That court explained that, under Esquild, for purposes of determining whether a prior conviction is a predicate felony conviction, the sentence upon such prior conviction must have been imposed before commission of the present felony. A judge of this court granted the people leave to appeal, and we now reverse. Minus 2. 
Penal Law Section 70.06 requires a sentencing court to impose an enhanced sentence where the defendant is a second felony offender, a person who stands convicted of a felony, other than a Class AI felony, after having previously been subjected to one or more predicate felony convictions. Penal Law Section 70.06 up. As relevant here, a prior conviction will not constitute a predicate felony unless it satisfies the sequentiality requirement, namely, that the s sentence upon such prior conviction must have been imposed before commission of the present felony. Penal Law Section 70.06 1b2 emphasis added. Relatedly, the sentence also must have been imposed not more than 10 years before commission of the felony of which the defendant presently stands convicted. Penal Law Section 70.06 B I V. The question presented on this appeal is whether the term sentence in these provisions means resentence, where the original sentence was vacated because defendant was illegally sentenced as a predicate offender, yet the underlying conviction remains undisturbed. In other words, we must decide whether, as urged by defendant, a resentence on a prior conviction imposed after the commission of a subsequent crime disrupts sequentiality such that the s sentence upon such prior conviction can no longer be considered to have been imposed prior to commission of the present felony. Penal Law Section 70.06 1b2. We reject this strained interpretation of the predicate felony statutes because it defies the express language and would defeat the purpose of those statutes. In answering any question of statutory interpretation, our primary consideration is to ascertain and give effect to the intention of the legislature. Matter of Daimler Chrysler Corp. v. Spitzer, C. People v. Andujar. Because the clearest indicator of legislative intent is the statutory text, the starting point in any case of interpretation must always be the language itself, giving effect to the plain meaning thereof. Majewski v. Bradalbin Perth Central School District, C. People v. Roberts. We also must consider the spirit and purpose of the act and the objects to be accomplished people v. Silburn. Critically, a statute must be construed as a whole and, its various sections must be considered together and with reference to each other matter of Avella v. City of New York. As this court has previously observed people v. Thompson, the statutory text of Penal Law Section 70.06, itself, establishes that the term «sentence» is not synonymous with the term «resentence» specifically, for purposes of the sequentiality requirement and 10-year look-back period, Section 70.06 defines «sentence» as a s suspended sentence, suspended execution of sentence, a sentence of probation, a sentence of conditional discharge or of unconditional discharge discharge, and a sentence of certification to the care and custody of the Division of Substance Abuse Services Penal Law Section 70.06 1b3. Conspicuously absent from this definition is any reference to a resentence. In Thompson, we explained that the use of the word sentence, and not the word resentence, is particularly significant because, unlike a sentence of probation, a resentence is not defined as a sentence under the predicate felony statutes. The dissent posits that the resentence in Thompson was different from the resentence at issue here because Thompson involved a revocation of probation, which does not equate to annulling a sentence descending op at six. The predicate felony statutes, however, make no such distinction between types of resentences. The omission of any reference to a resentence in the predicate felony statutes is not gratuitous, as defendant asserts. 
For example, Corporal 450.303 similarly distinguishes between a resentence and a sentence for purposes of taking an appeal, providing that a an appeal from a sentence, means an appeal from either the sentence originally imposed or from a resentence following an order vacating the original sentence. For purposes of appeal, the judgment consists of the conviction and the original sentence only, and when a resentence occurs more than 30 days after the original sentence, a defendant who has not previously filed a notice of appeal from the judgment may not appeal from the judgment, but only from the resentence. In ASMIC as the legislature expressly distinguished a sentence from a resentence in the criminal procedural law, a related statute, there is no reason to conclude that those terms are always interchangeable in the penal law. See People v. Duggins, applying a corporal definition to a penal law provision using the same phrase because W here the same word or group of words is used in different statutes. If the acts are similar in intent and character, the same meaning may be attached to them. Internal quotation marks and citation omitted. Indeed, had the legislature intended a resentence to be synonymous with a sentence for predicate felony purposes, it was aware, as demonstrated by the text of Corporal 450.303, how to make this directive explicit. See McKinney's Cons Laws of NY, Book 1, Statute Section 74, L. Dedden v. L. Dedden, 34, 2015. Nevertheless, the legislature did not do so, despite its inclusion of provisions in the predicate felony statutes defining the term sentence for purposes of determining whether prior offenses are predicate felonies. Thus, the dissent's assumption that sentence obviously means currently existing legal sentence, dissenting op at 2, whether or not a defendant has been resentenced, is simply unfounded. Defendant argues, and the dissent agrees, that People v. Bell requires that there be only one controlling sentence for purposes of determining whether a crime constitutes a predicate felony, and that the proper sentence is the one imposed as part of the final judgment id, at 165. The corporal, however, directs that the sentence imposed as part of the final judgment is the original sentence imposed on the conviction, not a resentence. See Corporal 1.20 A judgment is comprised of a conviction and the sentence imposed thereon and is completed by imposition and entry of the sentence. Corporal 450.303 The judgment consists of the conviction and the original sentence only emphasis added. In any event, Bell is an apposite. That case stands for the unassailable rule that a conviction that is subsequently vacated on direct appeal no longer exists and, therefore, can have no utility for determining whether a prior offense falls within the 10-year look-back period of the predicate felony statutes see Bell, see Penal Law Section 70.06-1-A-A -A. Second felony offender is a person who firstly stands convicted of a felony. There is no dispute in this case that defendants' 1989 convictions are lawful and were never disturbed. Therefore, Bell does not apply here. Instead, we conclude that the circumstances presented in this case are more analogous to those in People v. Boyer. Defendant attempts to distinguish Boyer on the ground that it involved a resentencing to correct a trial court's failure to pronounce the post-release supervision PRS component of a determinate sentence under People v. Sparber. Boyer held that a Sparber resentencing does not reset the date of sentence for a felony conviction such that it may no longer serve as a predicate felony conviction in relation to a subsequently committed crime 22 NY3D at 25. 
In rejecting the defendant's claim that a Sparber resentencing necessarily vacates the defendant's entire original unlawful sentence and replaces it with a completely new lawful sentence, thus resetting the date of all components of the defendant's sentence, we determined that the controlling date of sentence for a defendant's prior conviction is the original date on which the defendant received a lawful prison term pursuant to a valid conviction for that prior crime, Boyer. As noted by defendant and the dissent, in reaching this conclusion, we suggested that Sparber resentencings were unlike other resentencings because correct ink the flawed imposition of PRS does not vacate the original sentence and replace it with an entirely new sentence, but instead merely corrects a clerical error and leaves the original sentence, along with the date of that sentence, undisturbed. Boyer, see People v. Lingle. However, we also made clear in Boyer that we were not a pin-ing on the relationship between the recidivist sentencing statutes and any other form of resentencing, Boyer. The present appeal presents us with our first opportunity to address this relationship, and we conclude that the essential holding in Boyer, that the original sentence determines the sequentiality of the prior offense where there is a subsequent Sparber resentencing, also applies where the resentencing is to correct a sentence that is illegal because the defendant was improperly adjudicated a predicate felony offender. Defendant argues, and the dissent agrees, that a plenary resentencing, such as the one that occurred here, is distinguishable from a Sparber resentencing because the latter merely adds a required PRS term to an otherwise legal sentence, while a plenary resentencing involves vacator of an illegal sentence. As we have recently explained, however, a Sparber resentencing does, in fact, correct an illegal sentence people v. Estramera. Thus, if the sequentiality requirement turned on the date of the currently existing legal sentence, as the dissent posits, the date of a Sparber resentencing, not the original sentence date, would have controlled in Boyer because the original sentence was illegal. We rejected this rule in Boyer and now clarify that the express language of the predicate felony statutes, not the plenary or clerical nature of the resentencing, determine the date that s sentence upon the prior conviction was imposed. Penal Law Section 70.06-1b2. The statute provides no basis to distinguish between a sentence that is illegal because the defendant was improperly adjudicated a predicate felon and one that is illegal because PRS was not pronounced at sentencing, and we decline defendant's invitation to fashion such a distinction here. Rather, where s sentence upon such prior conviction was imposed before commission of the present felony, Penal Law Section 70.06-1b-2, the sequentiality requirement is satisfied, even if, at some undetermined time in the future, the original sentence is vacated as illegal, resulting in a resentence. Not only does this rule avoid rewriting the predicate felony statutes to insert the phrase resentence, or, as the dissent would have it, currently existing, legal sentence, in place of sentence in order to conjure what our dissenting colleagues consider to be a more fair result, see matter of Chemical Specialties Manufacturers Association v. Yorling, n. EU language cannot be imported into a statute to give it a meaning not otherwise found therein, internal quotation marks and citation omitted, see also McKinney's Cons Laws of N. Y. Book 1, Statutes Section 73 t. He courts in construing statutes should avoid judicial legislation, they do not sit in review of the discretion of the legislature or determine the expediency, wisdom, or propriety of its action on matters within its powers, it also effectuates the long-recognized purpose of those statutes see Silburn. 
By enacting harsher punishments for recidivists, the legislature intended to penalize qualifying defendants for their refusal to reform after sentence on a prior crime had been imposed. People v. Morse, appeal dismissed. Put differently, the goal was to deter recidivism by enhancing the punishments of those who, having been convicted of felonies, violate the norms of civil society and commit felonies again. People v. Walker, see People v. Cagle. As we explained in the Sparber context, a defendant who was sentenced for a prior conviction and then commits a new crime plainly deserves enhanced punishment for the new crime because the defendant remains unchastened after the court's pronouncement of the sentence for the prior conviction, and the defendant's heightened culpability cannot be mitigated in any way by a subsequent Sparber resentencing Boyer. Precisely the same rationale applies regardless of the reason the original sentence was later held to be illegal, because the legislature has determined that merely hearing a sentence imposed should deter further unlawful conduct By following the legislative directive that the governing date under the sequentiality requirement is when sentence upon such prior conviction was imposed Penal Law Section 70.06, we give the prior illegal sentence only as much operative legal effect dissenting op at two as the penal law allows, and effectuate the purpose of the multiple offender statutes, namely, to hold defendants accountable for failing to comport with the norms of civil society even after being subjected to the chastening effect of sentence on a prior conviction Morse. Moreover, the rule we espouse today promotes clarity and fairness and does not favor one party over the other Boyer. Just as defendants are barred from using the date of a subsequent resentencing to interrupt the sequence of their criminal history and avoid an enhanced sentence, so too will the people be precluded from using a resentence to extend artificially the 10-year look-back period to crimes that would otherwise fall outside that period. Indeed, applying the resentence date instead of the original sentence date could, in some cases, defeat the ameliorative purpose of the look-back period, which requires only that prior felons demonstrate their ability to live within the norms of civil society for ten years Such a rule would also render a defendant's predicate felony status arbitrary, since it would depend entirely upon when a successful challenge to the sentence on the underlying conviction was made. In fact, defendant here already served the sentences that were subsequently determined to be illegal. Thus, in moving to set aside his original 1989 sentences, defendant manifestly had no expectation that he would obtain relief from those originally imposed, fully discharged sentences People v. Acevedo. Rather, it is transparent from the timing of defendant's Corporal 440.20 motion that his purpose was, by means of vacator and resentence, to render the prior convictions useless as predicates to enhance punishment for the crimes subsequently committed. As we previously have stated, resentence is not a device appropriately employed simply to alter a sentencing date and thereby affect the utility of a conviction as a predicate for the imposition of enhanced punishment. Minus three. In sum, defendants' proffered interpretation of Penal Law Section 70.06 is not supported by the plain language of that provision, its well-established legislative purpose, or our precedent. Therefore, because the original sentences on defendants' 1989 convictions were imposed before commission of the present felony, the sequentiality requirement of the predicate felony statute was satisfied, and defendant was properly sentenced as a second felony offender. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be reversed, and defendant's motion to set aside the sentence denied. Order reversed and defendant's motion to set aside sentence denied. Opinion by Judge Stein
Chief Judge DeFiori and Judges Garcia and Feynman concur. Judge Fahey dissents in an opinion in which Judges Rivera and Wilson concur. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by Voice Pods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law.